This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's open our Bible to the book of Proverbs chapter 16. And I'll be reading from verse 18 then to 21. Proverbs chapter 18 from 18 down to 21. I read from the New King James Version. And if you are there, say amen. I wouldn't mind if we can all read together. Doesn't matter what your interpretation is, NIV message, Amplify, King James, New King James, Century Version, anything, Tree of Life, uh, whichever one. Let's read together with boldness, with authority from 18 to 21. Ready, read, let's go. Casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. Come on, read aloud. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. By the grace of God, I want to share a message with you tied to handling or managing offenses in relationships. Handling or managing offenses in relationships. Relationships are one of the, the kindest and the greatest things that God has set up on this planet had. Relationship between man and God. Very important. Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 to 40. The Bible says, And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. For this is the first commandment. And said, and the second is like unto him, that you will love your neighbor as yourself. Because upon all these rest all the laws and the prophets. All the laws and the prophets. And we know in Romans 10:4 that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness for everyone that believes. So God is saying here, if we're going to base anything about yourself and myself, it will be strictly based on love. A love that I have for you. And you know that scripture in John 3.16. You know, you know what it says there in John 3.16. Can you remember what it says? Can somebody remember what it says in John 3.16? For God so love. Come on, let's go. The word that he gave is only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Everything God does is based on love. That's why God can, can look at a Nicodemus and, you know, because of his love for him, visits him. That's why when God looked at a man called Cornelius, he said, I remember you, even though you are not in covenant, but I love you. I want to do something about you. That's why God will look at the Shurophoenician woman when he said, heal my daughter. And, the, and Jesus Christ said, you don't give food of the, of the kings to dogs. <laughs> That's very offensive. But the woman looked at Jesus and said, even the dogs can eat the crumbs that fall down. Jesus Christ was moved and said, whoa! I never found such a great faith in in Israel now, may your daughter be healed. God can look at a man, madman of Gadara, who have who have threatened the entire city so much in total illusion and destruction and fear and captivity and intimidation, and looked at him and say, 
pace be still. Come out of him and go into the pigs. I'm sorry for you. He eat loads of sausage and bacon. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, <laughs> I eat it too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ can look at the Mary Magdalene filled with demons and look at him and say, come out of her. Because God can see the future of Mary Magdalene. You see, God sees your future. That's why Paul is love so much upon you. It's not what people think about you. People can think so little of you. People can mess you up. People can tie you down. People can roll their eyes on you to make you be intimidated and feel so little and feel so small. I feel as if you're nothing. A wife can say nonsensical things about her husband that makes a man feel senseless and impotent. A, 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 a boss can look at an employee and, 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 and look at them and feel as if, if not for me in this company, where? will you be? That kind of look, that kind of talk, that kind of attitude is because they can't see your future. They cannot see the future. But God sees the future right from the beginning. And that's why he was ready to pour his love so much, so much. Somebody say so much upon my life so that his name can be glorified. God loves us so much. God loves us so much. There are a lot of things that God want, uh, that he has ordained in relationship in this planet earth. Relationship between the husband and wife. Relationship between sons and daughters. Relationship between parents and children. Relationship between pastors and ministers. Relationship between long-standing friends, uh, associates, colleagues. Uh, relationship between business partners, business owners. Relationship between those in politics. Relationship between all kind of people. God Almighty ordaining for our lifting to recourse to our next level of glory. There are people that you don't even know whose number are not yet in your mobile phone that God has ordained somewhere, somewhere, someplace to be able to become helpers of destiny for you. But you know something? A lot of people, because they are blind, they treat people, you know, the way they just look at it. I look at some hairlines, the way, the way, they, look, the way they look at their, at, their, at, their, at their customers. When the customer is pressing for the bell, can I have a, a, a cappuccino or something? Instead of just smile, just smile. It's customer service. Just go and get a cappuccino. They sort of want to look there with body language. You can read body language a lot when people do their mouth like this. They tighten their mouth. They're trying to tell you, I'm not intimidated. Who do you think you are? Just like this, you know. I don't want to talk too much, but you really want a cappuccino, you know, like that. And then you want to feel funny and say, Can you please get a cappuccino? After you got a cappuccino, one hour after, after you press the browser again, you say, Can I have some croissant? I like it hot and piping. And the hostess, oh, look at you as if you're asking for too much. No, it's part of the deal. It's part of the fair. It's part of everything that you paid for. You want to enjoy that class and have a good time and fly very well and be comfortable, stretch your leg, ask for everything. Can I have an extra blanket or whatever, anything. You see, people, people, because they don't, they size you up, they don't know what is happening around your life. Some of them become not just intimidated, but they think, who do you? think you are. Many of us, because of that attitude, we have messed up very good, godly, beautiful relationships because of offenses. People will always offend us. The only people that can never be offended are angels who live in heaven. If you don't want to be offended, you need to ask God, take me out of here. (laughs) I want to go to heaven. 
But as long as you're in this hat, wearing this bodysuit, I don't care whether it's African suit or Chinese suit or anything suit that you have, you're wearing right now, you have a soul and you have a spirit and living inside this bodysuit, there will always be offenses. People will always offend you. People will always say some things. People will always be derogatory. People will always be insulting. People will always want to take the pain and all the storms of life out of you. You know, I always tell people when I, when I give them counseling and marriages and things like that, I say, well, you need to have an imaginary tree in front of your house every time. When you are coming back, from the storms and the stress of life, the traffic jam, the mess, the negativity. People have said all kind of things. You've received some calls. You've read some emails. You've, you've read some tweets and all kind of things. You've received some all kind of messages. Some Facebook message. Maybe they hack your site or whatever it is. And they're putting all kind of pond or whatever it is. And then you want to get home right now. And you want to take it out on your wife or your husband and your son and your daughter. No. They didn't offend you. Put all those offenses on the imaginary tree outside your house. Say, I'm going into this house. And the joy of the Lord shall be my strength. <whistles> Hello, honey. How are you today? How was your day? Oh, fantastic. Beautiful day. Hmm. Your son comes around and says, Ah! Are you doing so? <laughs> It's a beautiful day. You're so look, you're looking good. You're so, so wonderful. He gets so excited and then he moves up. Your daughter comes around and says, Ah, girls want to hug that every time. So, how are you? Your hair is smelling nice. <laughs> I've been through hell and high water in the last eight, ten hours. I mustn't take it out of my family. I mustn't take it out of my friend. But he calls you because you are going through a bad time. You say, who is it? Who is it? Who is that on the line? Who is it? Oh, it's very insulting. That's a human being you're talking to. Hello? Who would you like to talk to? Your name, your name did not appear on the, on the phone. But, but you see, you need to just have a decorum life and have a personal customer service in your life. And be able to know how you deal with people, talk to people, relate to people, stand before people, walk before people, gain association. And you know something? If you get it right, you'll gain new grinds, green hearts. More people will be added to your life. God will raise helpers for you from everywhere. Why many people don't have helper and they are prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed this. God is saying, the last one I brought, look at how you messed them up. You abuse them, you confuse them, you mess their minds up. They don't even know who they were talking to. They don't know whether they will help you or not. They are even confused with the mission statement that I send them for to come and help you. They didn't even know. I mean, a lady came and said, I don't seem to be able to keep my job. I said, really? I said, sit down. I said, you talk too much. He said, I talk. I talk. I talk. I said, do you want to give everybody a piece of your mind? He said, I for an eye, two for a tooth. You know, no, nobody messes me, you know. Nobody messes me. I give them what they deserve. I said, really? I said, that's why you couldn't keep a job. Because you talk to people anyhow. And people have more, moral, moral balance in their lives. And the people want you to talk to them nicely. She says, so what do I do? Say, I have this interview. I said, when you go for that interview, I decree you'll get a job. They won't will, they will ask you a lot of questions. But I want you to. Your boss is going to come heavily on you. You must zip your mouth. So she went for the interview and they gave her the job. They didn't even ask for anything. They said, really, you like to work here? Oh, you got the job. Can you come and start on Monday? 
He was dazed. No interview, no short listening, nothing whatsoever. And then one month down the line, a boss told her how because of some wrong things that she did. She didn't get the job right. <sighs> Suddenly, she forgot everything I said. If you are going to forget everything you are counsel about, why come to me to waste the 15 minutes of my life that I gave you? Time is precious. I don't have time for, for pookie pies and those who just mess up. We just want to just want to sit down and cross their leg and just want to go and banter and things. And I know the story of your life. You don't want to go to that. Go straight to the point. 15 minutes and we are out of here. Next person. <laughs> Offenses is when people begin to say things against you that you don't like. And you begin to keep it in your heart, harboring resentment against them. It can be your dad, it can be your mom, your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your boss, your employee, and even to us. Pastor. Somebody came and said, Well, uh, I've just gone down to the church down the road. I said, Really? I said, How come you didn't tell me? I thought you would have a good relationship. He said, well, I don't think I should tell you because I know how you will react and things like that. Uh, you may feel offended. I say offended? Who is the owner of the church? Jesus is the owner of the church. You can go anywhere, but let's do it nicely and well so everybody can be excited. You see, when, when you begin to see the way other people are treated, you want to become like Amnesty International. and say, why are they treating that person like that? You are taking the offense of that person and taking it upon yourself. You have no business doing that except you are employed by Amnesty International and civil rights, liberties, and organizations. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at some things here. You need to personally understand that God has given you relationship to better your life, to better your business, to make you go higher, and make you further, go further, and farther in life. Because the Bible says, one which is a thousand, unknown to many people, the second one that come to them, that God sent, we help them chase 10,000. Two doesn't chase 2,000, but two chases 10,000. That is the supernatural thing that God has ordained. If I have blind spot in certain area and I employ somebody who is so good and versatile, I'm not intimidated by their gifts and everything around them. Oh, they are helping me, making my life better. The job gets very easy. Everything works well. You know, all around me. And they, they are blessed. I am blessed. Things are moving faster. But who do they see? Everybody sees me and say, oh, you are doing so well. <laughs> and I'm looking at the president and say, I'm giving a smile. The president smiled, looked down, and you know, didn't want to really, you know, let the people know that he or she's the one doing all the work but my life is better. I'm doing things better. I'm going further. I'm going farther in life. I'm gaining new heights. I'm gaining new level. I'm gaining new respect. I'm gaining new treasure. More prosperity is coming. More people are coming. They want to make friends. They say, well, there is something about you. There are some people somewhere who is making my life better. You see, because you know what? They are the helpers of destiny and there is a strong relationship and passion of love and borderline and 
everything that we do. And everybody is excited. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ knew Judas was a thief. He knew Thomas was a doubter. He knew that all some of these guys were murderers. Yet he called them. How, you want to say, how will Jesus Christ do that? Twelve disciples and none of them is faultless. That is what is called relationship. And that's why Jesus Christ was able to change the horizon of history in this modern heart, Haitian heart, and in the entire universe. And the name of Jesus is still healing the sick. The name of Jesus is still bringing vibration and, and fear and intimidation to Satan and the host of hell and all the destruction. The name of Jesus is still healing the sick, still raising the dead. The name of Jesus is in saving soul, delivering the oppressed and setting all the captives free. The name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, whereby the man of the name of Jesus, every name bow of things in heaven and earth and under the head, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The mechanism of the power of relationship have come when Jesus Christ said, Do you love me? Feed my lamb, feed my sheep, do everything three times. If he was starting to get offended and say, Don't you love me? Don't you trust me, Jesus Christ? He said, No, it's not because of you, it's because of all the people I'm going to bring you into contact with. Look at what happened in the hearts of a prostitute, right from chapter one, after they received power, when the Holy Spirit came upon them. He was able to bring 120 people together. Acts chapter two, just one chapter after, oh God Almighty, they were all in one accord in one room and suddenly there was a mighty rushing wind that came from heaven and cloven tongues of fire came upon them and they began to speak in an unknown language according to the languages that God over there and people that were present over there and G and Peter ministered to 3,000 people. It's because of those 3,000. He has to get Peter ready and right. You have to be right and ready for your next level or look at somebody and say it's time to make that change. People of the world today are failing. All of us have our ups and downs. But it's time for you to make that change and that connection. What you need to do next is you need to completely determine in your heart to fight to maintain good quality, long-standing relationship that God has given you. Your business partners, your friends, you went to school together. Some of them are still nice. Some of them are still probably old students association or whatsoever, whatsoever it is, you know, that they are in. Some of them are still versatile. You still remember some of them who say, I'm going to be the leader one day. Oh, yes. And suddenly you find him in leadership position. That is the kind of friend I'm talking about. Long-standing relationship. Not when they phone you and say, oh, I don't know what they want. Maybe they want to ask me for money right now. I don't know. How much money do you think you really have? Everybody that calls you, they always want to ask for something. And then you just look at them, you just turn your phone off. <laughs> a woman turned her phone off one time when I was calling her. You see, she just applied to the home office to get her indefinite stay. So, in the evening, because they have these free evenings and free weekends. So, most of the day, a lot of people turn their phone off. Ignorance. Ignorance. Can you imagine MTN? You turn your phone off. I mean, let people hear that sound. Uh, I mean, that, that what is it called? That, that voice recording. I love it. I don't know. I think they changed that now. You have what it takes to be grateful. 
you have what it takes to be better. When I heard it for the first time, I called someone and said, wow, I love that. You have what it takes. Then I put my name there. She, you have what it takes. Uh, you have what it takes to be great. Oh. <coughs> you have what it takes to be better. Uh, you have what it takes. started tapping. And then the thing went. And I recall, I said, I like that voice, man. Let people hear that voice, man. So I called this lady. I said, what's wrong with you? You turn your phone off. He said, who is going to call somebody like me? I said, the home office can call you anytime. We've just prayed on the application. Are you not expecting them to call you? You can't shut down your email, your Twitter, your everything, your Facebook. Somebody can connect you and want to talk to you about something significant and something glorious and great somewhere. You need to be open to preserve your long-standing relationship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't hear you say hallelujah. Offenses starts with a demonic suggestion in our heart. And it fills us. When the offenses come into our lives. When you, when you keep it into your heart. And then suddenly the devil will say, say it out. When you say it out. When you say it out. Give them a piece of your mind. But my Six verse 31 it says, Take no thought, saying, When those thoughts come, don't go and give them a piece of your mind. Think very well about this long standing relationship or this new relationship that God is bringing your way right now. A woman say, I can't seem to, to keep any, any man and I want to get married. I say, What is wrong with you? You can't keep any man. What's going on around your life? What's, what's all this? He said, Well, I don't know. Anytime you just come to the nitty gritty of the whole thing, they just sort of ditch me. I say, So what? Sit down. What normally happens? He said, Well, you know, when, when we are all getting serious, I start to tell them, you know, my to-do list. I say, what's this to-do list? He said, I like, I, like, I, like, I like to tell them, let them know where I really stand. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that we can have boundaries. I know you should have boundaries, but what, what are these to-do lists? He said, well, if you're really serious about me, you know, see, Brazilian hair, <laughs> platform shoes, <laughs> And I really love makeups. <laughs> and uh, you know something? I like a little change of wardrobe. He's not even married to you yet. And you give me all this list? No wonder the guys keep running away. <laughs> so you need to do what? Remember that offenses can start from a demonic suggestion. Hallelujah. You need to also know that when these thoughts come and you begin to speak those thoughts out, you have given them power, thoughts of offenses. What you need to do is to go and meet those who have offended you and not say it to other people, but say it to them and say, you've done me wrong, you know. A, a girl had someone courage after 10 years to go and meet her dad. Not talking to the dad, not picking the phone of the dad. He said, every time they ask about a dad, he said, well, forget it. I don't have a dad. But people knew you have a dad. But because something has gone wrong in the time past, that's why we prayed earlier, that every effect from my past that will affect my present future, that God will destroy it. I don't want it. 
I don't want any mess from my past. Maybe you, maybe you are you are molested in the past. They stole your money, and you know them. Or this arm robber came to your house and stole everything, and one later came in because he's now born again Christian and confessed to all your family. Ah, and you just hated him. You just wanted to roast him. Oh God, he has restituted. God, God has already cleansed his life completely. It's up to you if you want to kill him. He's ready for you to kill him. But will you really want to kill him? Or you want to let go? Because the bygones were bygones and forgive and forget. Some people say I can forgive but I don't think I can forget. When you can't forget, thoughts begin to come in a wrong way and platform to your lives and you begin to give forth and say it out to people around you. If you know what you did to me, if you know what she did to me, if you know how they treated me. I was in the hospitality and they were giving nice cakes and coffee to everybody. They just bypassed me. Oh my God. How can they do that in that shush? I don't understand. What kind of things people get offended? I don't like the way they treated my children. And everybody was going to the children's ministry. But when it came to my own children, they said they, they, they make a lot of noise and then they have to seclude them somewhere else. You know, I don't think I want to go to that church any longer. They will still do the same thing in other church that you go to because you've not really learned to really train your children to hush in the public. They want to throw stones in the public. Can you imagine? You are in the airport lounge, VIP lounge, and your children are taking cans of coke and throwing in the lounge. I didn't pay to be in the lounge for being noisy. I want somewhere quiet where I can get a nice massage. Somebody can give me a nice pedicure. Oh. Yeah. That's where you go through the lounge. Or, or you go to the to the kiyaki, you know, and say the guy could make you a nice, lovely uh, steak, and his smell is sizzling. Oh, I can I can look at right at your throat is already watering. <laughs> and some of you are looking at me like this religiously. <laughs> Come on, loosen up, somebody. Tell your neighbor, loosen up, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God! <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I like that. Look at what next right now. How do you receive these offenses? Number one, through perceived mistreatment against us mistreatment. Number two, a proven malice against us as how the offenses come. And people just hate you for no reason. Yeah, it happens. They hated Jesus for no reason. People just hate you for no reason. Don't worry. Just keep asking God, put your favor upon me. Like we pray, let all your oil of gladness be upon me and set me high above my fellows. That's one of the key, key things you need to declare over your life when people just don't like you for no reason. For no reason. Number three, when there are pointless, misguided expectations of orders from you. I am a pastor, somebody comes. You know, they say, well, uh, Pastor, if you can just sort me out right now. I need 500 pounds. 
say, really? 500 pounds. That's good. What do you want to do with 500 pounds? And he said, well, <laughs> see, when people are doing like this, that's manipulation, body language. Are you listening to me? The first one, keep mom, keep to yourself, intimidated. Who do you think you are? I won't talk to you. When you ask somebody a question and they go like this, they're trying to intimidate you and lie. So, 500 pounds? You're not really truthful. What do you really want to do with 500 pounds? And then, because you've caught them in their tracks, eh, um, 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 I say, well, if you can, just come and see me later. Then we'll talk this thing through. No genuine intention. And suddenly, they go to the next deaconess or deacon inside the church. He said, well, I thought this church, they said it's full of love and honor and they help people out here. I even went to meet the pastor, you know, to give me 500 pounds to help me. To He just walked me out of this office. Did I really walk you out of the office? I mean, you are, I mean, it's not a hard hand money. It's soft hard, hard money. And God gave the money. Is, should it not be thrown to every dick and harry? He said, well, there is no love in that church. And, and they, they, they're not giving me money. Too much expectation from people. You have too much expectation from people. That's what brings offenses. When you have too much expectation from your parents, from your friend, your boss, your pastor, your leader, everything. Even from the president of the country. You have too much expectation. You go and write all kind of nonsense on Facebook. Oh my God. Some Facebook account needs to be shut down. Amen. Glory to God. Number five. Number four. Number four. I mean, number five, rather. When there are unfounded reasons to be offended. You just want to be offended. The ushers didn't sit me where I wanted. He said, I should go to the middle row. And these are all practical things. And then you roll your hair at the usher. Ushers didn't know they have a duty. That's why they are dressed nicely. They are sharp. They are eager. They are efficient. They are orderly. They want to arrange the church to maximize the space and get, let everybody have a good time and wonderful time. Oh, come on. Give our ushers a big hand, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't roll your eyes at them. They are doing their job. Sit where they put you and enjoy the service. Who knows? Maybe the next person to you will be the next business deal. Your husband, your wife, you don't even know. Hallelujah. Come on, look at your neighbor one more time. Celebrate them. Give them a little high five. Yeah, high five. Say, I just appreciate you, neighbor. Are they still frowning at you? If they are frowning, shake them, shake them, shake them. Now, when those begin to come, how do you now resist them? How do you resist them? Number one, you need to discern that offense. Is it what dwelling on? Discern it. Let the Holy Spirit help you to discern. Realize that there is a spiritual attack that may want to come through that offense. Number two, make a declaration to yourself and begin to say out of your mouth, that you will not allow this offense to keep you stagnant on the same spot. That's what offenses do. It keeps people on the same spot. You can't see the future. You can't receive vision. You can't strategize. You can't have new dreams again. You are combusted and messed up with all this thinking. And what done against you? 
So you need to make that declaration to cleanse your mind. Hallelujah. And then number four, number three, you need to make a demand on the word of God. The Bible says in Romans 12 verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. That's what was going to happen when you begin to make a demand on the word of God for your life. You're receiving that word. That word is cleansing you. It's changing you. That's why you are better. You are a different person. Somebody see you in a different, clearer vein and say, ah, you look different. Then keep a smile. It's a good compliment. That means something is working. The word is working in your life. Allow the work to purge you, to purge your life, to cleanse you, to sanctify you. John 17, 17. Sanctify them with your word for your word is true. Let it begin to sanctify you. Let it begin to wash you. The water in that world, the power of the spirit in that world, let it begin to purge you, wash you completely, and then you begin light years ahead, and something will be better. And then lastly, release the blood of Jesus upon yourself. Purge your conscience with the blood of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. The blood of Jesus purges our conscience from dead works. Dead works. Offenses kept in the heart, they are dead works. It destroy relationship, destroy affections, destroy passion, destroy love, it destroys strategies, it destroys visions, it messes over good long-standing relationship, it breaks the heart of people, it messes people up, it makes people commit suicide, people go into all kind of rehabilitation and all kind of mess. People are shut down, they're not able to make progress again, they're not able to advance in life, some are not even able to marry. Like there's somebody, you know, some time ago we were praying for him. He said, well, my dad loves my brother more than me. And every time this person comes to the house, everybody run to the room. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a 27-year-old person. Who's, get, who's supposed to be getting ready to marry? You know, suddenly this nice guy finds her, and all of a sudden, oh, the cancer is out and all kind of thing. But the trouble was still there, very resistant. Uh, every time the guy would say, Well, can we go out? Oh, no, on a day. Say, No, no, no. Uh, you know, I, I maintain my own stand. <laughs> Just go out for a day, that's all. Have a meal, go to a movie or something like that. You know, he's not touching you, he's not asking you to kiss him or something like that. No. Come down, say no. You see, this withdrawal symptom has filled our heart so much with a lot of emptiness as he wasn't able to connect with the guy that wanted to marry her. And so we prayed, and lots of demons really go out. Went out that day, it was serious. Loads of demons, you know, <laughs> demons are coming, some foam in the mouth, roll on the floor. I don't know about that. I said, Get up, get up. There's more to do. Lots of demons are still here. Oh, she gets up again. No, don't touch her. Get up yourself. You know, this is carrying you like this. You're not drunk yet in the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I command you, wicked spirit, I want to destroy the destiny of this young girl. Come out now! How <laughs> oh, the demon started foaming in the mouth again, rolling on the floor. I said, Stop rolling on the floor. Can you hear me? Get up. Completely delivered and set free. Married to this nice, handsome boy beautiful marriage today. Somebody who was just very dried up like this because of all those offenses blossomed and came to life. 
Oh my God. You can see the color on her face. You can see the young man enjoying the marriage. I said, this marriage is so sweet, you know. I said, really, it's really sweet. I said, that's what the devil wanted to steal. When you are in offenses, your father loves your brother more than you. And everybody wants to talk to you. Don't want to have anything to do with your family again. Maybe there is somebody here like that. You kept offenses so much. It has messed up all your relationship with good people. With nice people. Great people that God has sent your path and on your way. Oh my God. A choir member can be offended with a leader. And say, why, why, why are you choosing that song? We don't want to sing that song. We just want to. We just want to. Uh, 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 uh. What kind of things can happen? Maybe you're offended here today. But I want you to know. Washing of the word of God. Purging of your conscience with the blood of Jesus Please stand on your feet, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Say, Lord, I release myself to you. I give myself away to you completely. My spirit, my soul, and my body. Lord Almighty, purge me today. Purge me and wash me with your word. Let the blood of Jesus purge my heart. I make up my mind. Everyone that's offended me, I'm going to go and meet them immediately after the service. I'll be calling them. I'll be visiting them. And we'll thrashing out this mistake and this error. I want to move on in my life. Begin to say, just begin to say to yourself as I'm saying and declaring to you. I put to the people that have offended me and we will make up. We'll become great friends. We'll be great relationship. People who have, who are, I have offended as well, but they have not called me, but I still lingering in my hand. I'm going to call them. I'm going to look for them and we're going to make up and things going to become better. My marriage is going to be better. My life is going to be better. My business is going to be better. My Everything around me is going to be better. Begin to pray to the almighty God. Say, I need grace to do that. I need grace. Maybe they really broke your heart. Ask God, grace, 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 grace. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to home. Say, Lord, give me that grace. Give me that grace. Give me that grace. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.